0: Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar League podcast. This week we'll be discussing the outcomes from the eighth week and looking forward to week nine. Week nine was a bit of a kick in the teeth, but it was an exciting one at that. I boasted last week about how I correctly predicted every single matchup and I was hoping to be able to do that again, even though I also predicted that my own team would lose. In a depressing turn of events, I only got two of the matchups correct from Week 8, and one of the ones I got correct was that I would lose, Uh, so maybe not my best work. Uh, Let's discuss the matchups and see what kind of schwankery we wound up with. First off, we have Candyman Dan up against Kirk to Enterprise. The projections were extremely close, but the reality was that Candyman pulled ahead over 50 points. Uh, in part due to his two highest scores, which were Aaron Rodgers and Tyreek Hill, uh, Rodgers wound up slightly over his projections. Uh, he had, like, 21 points, uh, but he had a rough day up against the Vikings. Um, the Vikings ultimately won. Uh, and Rodgers seemed to be flailing around a bit. Um, still impressive, though. He got a nice score for the Fantasy Leagues. Um, next week, he's playing the 49ers. Um, so he might even be in more rough shape. Um, but he seems like he sometimes rises up when the opposition is stronger. So I wouldn't be shocked if he randomly has a really good week, even though it's not expected as much. Tyreek Hill, uh, impressively, got 26 points, which is his season high for fantasy points. In They were busy smacking down the Jets. He wound up with two touchdowns that were right around 40 yards each. Uh, I'm thinking he'll have a chance at a similarly high score in week nine um, when the Chiefs are up against the Panthers. Uh, He's projected at like 17, uh, which would be nice, but uh, I think he's going to get higher than that. Candyman also got some nice points from Jamal Williams. who's been a little bit all over the road but he's capable of some nice weekly scores sadly he's been put on the covid list so he's not going to be in action for week nine and lastly uh came man have the colts defense and they raked in a nice 17 points um they've been getting good points i mean they're like second defense in the league uh but 17 is still nice for a defense that's got to feel good but he also had a few players underperform in the points category. Uh, The two main ones were both affected by injury, at least somewhat. Henderson janked his thigh up and had to leave the game, and Ezekiel Elliott was also notably under projections, but he's apparently been still dealing with a hamstring situation. Uh, Both players are now listed as questionable, but are also both thought- that they will likely still play in week nine Uh, against Candyman, Kirk to enterprise scored well beneath initial projections and overall just had a bad week for everybody. Josh Allen had another rough game and only managed 13 fantasy points against the Patriots. He's been down in recent weeks, but he also plays the Seahawks in week nine. So I'm guessing he might have uh, an uptick in his scoring and then Kareem Hunt, who has had some reasonably steady, good scores, Uh, had a bad week and wound up with just half of his projected points against the Raiders. Uh, He's capable of some pretty great things, but apparently was off his game. Uh, He has his bye week in week nine, so hopefully he'll come back strong after some rest time. C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson both also scored remarkably low, but both have been fluctuating a lot, so that's not, like, totally shocking. Lamb is probably going to keep producing more of the same, fantasy-wise. He's just, I don't know. He's unreliable. He's a good player, but he's unreliable fantasy-wise. But there is hope for Jefferson. Uh, he's had some pretty high-scoring games, and he's up against the Lions in Week 9. So there's there's a pretty good chance he'll have a better week to come. Not all was totally abysmal for Kirk, though. Julio Jones nabbed a nice, healthy 20 points. Uh, not his highest fantasy score ever, but still pretty respectable. Uh, he plays the Broncos next week, and hopefully he will stay healthy, because that's been a bit of a trick for him and he'll keep some high scoring going so there's that to look forward to next up we have the matchup between team boosh and mac daddy up in church Uh, it was a bit of an upset uh, but i figured it was going to be a close game mac managed to pull ahead by just over 10 points for his very first win of the season so congratulations to him on that uh, both teams had actually nice, solid weeks with some, well, quite a few overperformers, but then a few under. Bush's top scorers included Russell Williams, who plays for the Seahawks, who scored um, 29 points. Uh, it's a pretty great score, but it's not shocking since he's been averaging like 30 fantasy points each week. And, I mean, I would expect him to continue churning out points. Um, next week, he plays the Bills, and he's projected pretty high against them, too. He also has Kamara, um, who also exceeded point projections. He had 24 points. He had a good game, uh, but he has been listed as questionable for Week 9. So that's a little concerning going forward. Although it's highly likely that he'll still play because his injury is really minor. Um, but the questionable listing has still got to be kind of stressful for Bush, because obviously Kamara's is a really good player. Um, He's supposed to be playing the Buccaneers in week nine, um, and he's projected reasonably high against them. So as long as whatever he's done to his toe doesn't get worse, he should be playing. His big scorer of the week was Devontae Adams, Uh, He had an impressive 30 points. Uh, He's up against the 49ers in Week Nine, which is likely to be notably tougher. Uh, But it looks like Green Bay might have to focus more on passing because of like some injuries to running backs and stuff. So the hope is that he'll get a lot more opportunities for action, and so that'll help keep pumping up his scores. On the downside, uh, Bush had. Mike Davis, who plays for the Panthers, DeAndre Swift for the Lions, and Hilton for the Colts all score under 10 points. Uh, Hilton pulled his groin and is now questionable for Week 9, and it seems probable that he'll, like, for real be out. Uh, Swift, uh, on the other hand, plays the Vikings in Week 9, and he should hopefully... Fair a little bit better. He wasn't, like, injured as far as I can tell. Uh, It'll still be tough, but his chances are good. And Mike Davis, uh, he just hasn't been shockingly outstanding, and he's not been raking in that many points, Uh, but he's also probably going to get less action once Christian McCaffrey comes back, if he ever freaking does, um, off the injured list. And Technically, that could happen this week, but they are not really committing to anything. So he might get more chances, but it's not likely to improve a ton, so we'll see. Mac Daddy also had several players with great scores in Week 8. Matthew Stafford had 22 points, which, while not crazy for a quarterback, are still pretty great for him. Uh, It's also only a point away from his highest output so far this season, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, Stafford has now been quarantined for COVID, though, uh, which is bad news for Week 9. He's supposed to play the Vikings, and against them he could be expected to rake in some pretty nice points again. Uh, It looks like he might be able to actually get out of quarantine. I read that in one of the blurbs about the injury report. Uh, But... I guess his family and he have been like testing negative. So supposedly he could get out, but they're not willing to shit or get off the pot with the story on that one. Mac also had DJ Dallas get uh, 22 points against the 49ers. And it was his highest score by far, but was also only really possible because of other injuries on his team, which were like shift in the workload towards him. Uh, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde were both out, and it's kind of uncertain about if they'll continue to be out in Week 9. Apparently they're still iffy. Uh, They were apparently last-minute decisions last week, and they're also not committing to anything. They never do, apparently. Uh, Dallas is only really likely to get that kind of action opportunity, again, if one or both of those dudes are out longer than expected, though. Uh, He also had Brandon Ayuk, uh, who had a great week. um, And he was leading the 49ers in receiving yards. Uh, Sadly, he would have been a good bet for some reasonable points in week nine as well. But he's also been marked out due to COVID. Um, But his, I don't know if he specifically tested positive or what, but he's like for sure out for week nine. And then Max's highest scorer was DK Metcalf, uh, who scored right around 40 points. Uh, he's generally a pretty high scorer, but 40 is way above and beyond. Uh, his average so far has been like 20 points a game, and he's projected well against the Bills next week. So hopefully he'll meet or exceed his average again. That'd be pretty sweet. Mac, even though he won, also had his share of stankers. Uh, Adrian Peterson uh, was not projected very high, and he just hasn't been. Uh, but he still way undersold it with just over two points. Um, he does play one of his old teams, the Vikings, next week. Uh, so it's possible he'll get a little bit better action. I mean, it's not hard to go up from two points, but still. Be interesting to see. Uh, another notable stanker was Harrison Bryant, a tight end, who only got two and a half points. Um, which I mean tight ends don't usually score super high anyway, but two and a half points pretty low. Uh he's been mostly low so far, but it's still depressing. And now, before we get to our next matchup of quality Andy and Z dubs, we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor. Who has the time to cook, to clean, to run errands, and to live their social life? I know I don't, or at least, I didn't used to. And if you have the same problem, then I have an opportunity for you. It's an opportunity to get in on the ground floor of the future. And that's a future where you will be seen to. Your every whim and every need are taken care of, and even anticipated by your very own companion robot. At Uncle Carl's Robot Warehouse, we have a model to meet every need and every way of life. Whether you're active or more of a homebody, we have a robot to meet your price point and your lifestyle. And every single one of our units is backed by a lifetime guarantee. Should your unit become sentient and attempt to overthrow humanity, Your money will be returned in three months or less. Guaranteed. Should the worst happen and you are no longer alive to receive your refund, Uncle Carl's will offer an
1: equal or lesser value companion robot to the heir of your choice. So, if you're a forward-thinking human, contact Uncle Carl's
0: Robot Warehouse today and take your first steps into the future. Keep in mind, they'll be some of the last steps you ever have to take. From now on, you can just have your companion robot carry you. Well, I don't know about you guys, that, but that does sound pretty tempting to me. It'd be pretty sweet to have a robot who could uh, make the podcast for us. But, uh, anywho, moving on. And our next matchup is Quality Andy against C-Dubs. Uh, I thought this was going to... Go in favor of Z-dubs. It really did, but quality managed to pull ahead about 20 points. Uh, both teams had sort of a middle-of-the-road scoring week uh, for most players, but both came in under their overall projections. With a few exceptions, neither team had any players who were super great or super terrible. They overall were just having kind of a rough week. Quality had Giovanni Bernard, who managed over 22 points, uh, which is his highest fantasy score of the season. Uh, He got more chances because Mixon is still out. Um, His team has a bye week, though, for Week 9. So uh, by Week 10, I think the thought is that Mixon will be back. So that would reduce his overall action opportunities. And he also had Allen Robinson who had a nice, healthy score, 20 points. Uh, He'd been doing well this season, and he's likely to have a good week next week as well. He's up against the Titans, and they've been having a rough day on defense, so chances are he'll be scoring pretty well. Uh, He also had 21 points from the Steelers' defense, which is pretty magical. Uh, That's about quadruple what they were expected to bring in. Uh, Defenses obviously usually score fairly low, um, almost so low that it's kind of a cast-off. So it's pretty exciting when they bring in a significant amount like that. Quality also had a few players with a case of the Stanks as well. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, wound up out for a portion of the game, and so he only had a point and a half because he did come back, but not for long. Uh, He's had some injuries this year that he's dealing with, but hopefully he can keep himself in the healthy category. Uh, He's against the Cowboys next week, and as long as he's healthy, he's likely to get some pretty big numbers, so there's hope in that. Uh, He also had a depressing score from Tyler Lockett, uh, who had just over seven points. Uh, He's... Capable of some really serious scoring, uh, but he also was just not being utilized that much, so he didn't get that many chances, so it's not a shockingly low score, but depressing. Uh, he's against the Bills in Week 9, um, so I think he's likely to get a lot more chances and we will probably have a pretty decent score. Z-Dubs just had a rough week in general. Uh, he did have some players who really outperformed. Uh, including Jared Cook, his tight end, who got his season high with 16 points, which is like a nice higher score for a tight end, so that was cool. Also, his quarterback, Tannehill, uh, only, he only wound up with a little over 18 points, but the struggle was very real for them against the Bengals, so uh, I think it's still pretty impressive that he got even that many points. Uh, he's been a little bit all over the road, but he's capable of some pretty high scores. I'd say that's about his average, though. Most of his other players were in the kind of middle under their projections, but nothing that interesting. Uh, He did have a few in the Stanker category, uh, including Jonathan Taylor, uh, who was pretty depressing. He only wound up with five points, even though He was projected about three times as much, but he was also having problems with his ankle. So, you know, injuries have been a major situation for pretty much everybody. Another one of his underperformers was Adam Thielen, who has had some pretty high scores so far this season. But then he only wound up with just under six points, which is depressing, because he's definitely capable of more than that. Um, next week he's I mean he's still projected reasonably high, uh but he's against Detroit and there it's gonna be a toughie. And he also had low well lower than projected points. I mean it was only like twelve. Uh, from A.J. Brown, Um, but he missed time earlier in the season because of knee problems, and he's back on the questionable list for that, Uh, so my guess is he was having some issues. It's possible that he will miss Week 9 against Chicago, but I don't know. From what I've been able to find out, they seem to think he's still going to play, so hopefully he'll have a better Week next week. Z-Dubs was also hampered by the fact that Nick Chubb is still out. Um, But in somewhat better news on that, so they've got a bye week next week. Uh, But then week 10, it sounds like Chubb might be back for it. They thought he was going to be out for even longer. Uh, But now... Apparently, he's healing faster than expected, so that could be good news for the future here. So all in all, not a great week for either of them. Uh, But they are kind of positioned to do better next week, so I'm curious to see what will wind up happening. And speaking of rough weeks, that brings us to our next matchup from Week 8, which is the Donfather up against Dream Teammates. Uh, They were projected like neck and neck, and both of them fell well under their projections as well, and the uh, Donfather wound up losing her by, uh, I think it was about 30, low 30 points, so that's got to taste bad. The Donfather pretty much had a bad week across the board, with the only semi-bright spot being Derrick Henry, uh, who got about seventeen points, um you know, and he's capable of more than that, but it sounds like they're having a really tough time with the bengals, and so it should be considered kind of a win that he even got that much, even though he had a rougher time uh next week they're up against the bears, and I think he has a chance to bring that on back and maybe exceed his projections other than that uh pretty much across the board he was having problems uh Lamar Jackson uh he only scored 13 points which was you know just near half of uh his projection you know obviously he's capable of really high points but he was just having all kinds of trouble and they were basically getting manhandled by the Steelers. Uh, So, I mean, it's not totally shocking. The hope being that in week nine, um, when they play the Colts, they might do a little bit better. I mean, he's, I think it's still going to be tough, but hopefully he'll start bouncing back because he's had some really high scoring games, but he's also had some lower end ones. So we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Another notable stanker for the Don Father was John Brown. Um, He's a wide receiver for the Bills. He can be pretty good. He's had a lot of injury problems. Um, So even though it would be hopeful that he would start doing some awesome shit, um, he's just obviously not playing with his full deck of cards at the moment. Uh, He, Yeah. It's depressing. He wound up with three points. Um, Next week, they're against Seattle. And, I mean, he's projected about the same, but I think it's going to take its toll. But hopefully he'll eventually fully recover from the knee injury thing because I think he could get some pretty serious points once he gets back to, like, his... Full effectiveness, or whatever the hell they call it, and the final wrap up of the Don' father's pain. Um, his wide receiver Galladay um, wound up with zero points. Um, I don't know exactly what, what. I mean, I know he's had a hip injury or something, but um, I don't know. I wasn't paying the proper amount of attention, be- I guess. So I didn't. I don't know if he was questionable. Before the game, I don't know what wound up happening with that. Hopefully the Donfather will send in some voice messages and let me know what his thoughts are on that. Um, it looks like he's going to still be out in week nine. I mean, he's, only, he's listed as doubtful, uh, but it sounds like for certain he won't be for that one, and he might even miss the next week, depending on what's going on against Washington. Uh, Dream teammates also just did not have a very good week. But uh, luckily for him, he was, against somebody who was having an even worse week. Uh, He wound up with about – it was 105 points altogether. Uh, And he – I mean, he had a few people exceed their expectations, I guess, but not by a ton. Um, They had – you know, he he had some stankers too. It was rough. Uh, He did have – his running back, Connor, who just barely exceeded expectations with 15 points, Um, you know, I mean, that's decent, decent for him. Uh, He does, in week nine, play the Cowboys, so hopefully he'll have a chance at some higher points, so that could be pretty sweet. He's not projected that much higher, but, you know, the Cowboys have been having a little bit of trouble with defense, so There's some high hopes for him. Uh, Another pretty good scorer for him uh, was Keenan Allen, who exceeded his projections by like four or five points, which is pretty impressive. Um, He had like a little bit of a rough time, but obviously still scored really high. Uh, Next week, he's up against Las Vegas. Um, the, The hope is that he'll... He'll keep keep getting a lot of action. Hopefully, that will translate into higher fantasy points. Uh, you know, he's been pretty reasonably steady. Um, so that could be good. Dream teammates also had Gronkowski, um, who scored decently, considering he had, I mean, he exceeded expectations. He had just over 14 points. Um, so that was a big deal. And, yeah, we'll see what happens next week for him. Uh, He's been doing a lot better than people thought he would do. Um, And he's been reasonably consistent. But they're playing the Saints in week nine. And they also played them in week one. And things did not go well for him then. He only had, I think, three or four points. For that, it was a roughy. But that was also, obviously, the first game. So, you know, since they've gotten more comfortable with him and everything, hopefully he'll do better this time. Other than that, Dream teammates' players were pretty rough. They were just slightly less rough across the board than his opponent. Uh, His quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, did not well he only had 10 points which is no good Uh, but next week he's up against the Lions so even though he's been a little bit all over the road just in general he does have a shot at uh, certainly more points I mean that's not necessarily that hard but he could have some pretty impressive scores going on another pretty serious problem for dream teammates was Amari Cooper, his wide receiver, whose final score was about a point and a half, which is highly depressing. Um, They just were having a real rough time. Uh, Next week, they play Pittsburgh, and, I mean, he's projected at like 14 points, but not super hopeful that he's going to do anything super interesting. But even though Dream teammates had a rough week, a wins a win. And that brings us to our final matchup between Crimson Steamer and Team Lumpies. Uh it was a little one-sided. Uh, Crimson Steamer wound up with an impressive score of 173 points and he was roughly about 50 above Lumpy. So, not Lumpy's best day. Both teams had some individuals with impressive scores, uh, but also both were plagued by some injuries and people getting dropped out. And Crimson Steamer had Justin Herbert, uh, who got above his projections. Now he got about twenty three points. And, you know, he's he's had higher scores before, uh, but that's still pretty decent. And they were having a rough time, and they wound up losing. But he personally got some pretty good fantasy points. Uh, next week, hopefully, he will do the same or better uh, against Las Vegas. Uh, Steamer also had Dalvin Cook. Uh, his running back got almost 50 points, which is pretty majestic. Um, he's scored in every game this year. Uh, and next week they play the lions. So things are looking pretty good for him to have another high scoring game. Uh, his projection is like reasonable middle high, but, uh, I would look for him to exceed expectations again. Another of crimson steamers players who did really well and exceeded expectations Was his tight end, Travis Kelt, who got about 25 points. Um, I was most impressed with that score, I guess, because I feel like even when a tight end is doing really great, like 20 points is a lot to ask for in fantasy land. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's one of the top tight ends, so it's not shocking. Um, They play the Panthers next week, uh, so... I'm guessing he's probably going to have a reasonably high-scoring game against them as well, but we will see. On the more depressing end of things, um Crimson Steamer also had Nelson Agalor who wound up with zero points. Uh he just couldn't uh, couldn't catch anything, couldn't score any points. Uh things are not going well for him and actually I believe Steamer has gone ahead and dropped him off the roster. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, also for him, also did not do well. I mean, he's been a roughie anyway. So, I mean, this is not totally shocking, but he only had yeah, just under six points. To be fair, uh, it seems like things were a little rough, and so they started passing a lot more, so he just didn't get as many... Chances to rack up some scores, but uh, he had he had a pretty rough time. And they play the Panthers next week, and it's probably going to be kind of a tough game. Uh, and he is not projected particularly high for that. Although, I'm pretty sure he also has been dropped from Steamer's uh, roster, so... He's a risky one if someone wants to pick him up. Because, I mean, his position, I mean, running backs have been scoring well against the Panthers, but he personally has been all over the road and mostly the low end of the road. So we'll see what winds up happening. Maybe he'll pick up a little. And that brings us to Lumpy's team. And actually one of Bell's teammates, who is Mahomes, uh, who – was a big part of why they actually won that game. He wound up with a nice high score with 36 points, which is crazy high, but, I mean, for him, it's not, like, totally outlandish. He's had some pretty high scores. I mean, it's still a really good week. So, of course, he is also up against the Panthers in Week 9, and I'm guessing his score will probably be a little bit lower, but still a nice high number. Another high score for Lumpies was Robert Woods, who wound up with just under 30 points. Um, they actually lost to the Dolphins, but uh, he had a pretty good game and obviously got some reasonable points. Uh, their next week is the bye week, um, but then week 10... He's going to be up against the Seahawks. uh, And it seems like he is likely to get some pretty good points against them, too. So uh, look forward to seeing what he does in the future. Other than that, Lumpy's had a few middle-of-the-roaders, and then he had some Bad News Bears action going down. One of those Bad News Bears was Cole Beasley, who wound up with... Yeah,
1: about four and a half points.
0: uh You know, he's not generally a super high scorer, but definitely higher than that. Um, but he, I mean, he just didn't get that much, that many chances, and so did, didn't see a lot of action. Uh, in week nine, he's playing the Seahawks, and I think he's definitely going to score higher than that. But also, I mean, it's still probably not going to be anything majestic. But there's a chance. Then his other two notable bad news bears were because of injury problems. Uh, Chris Carson for the Seahawks janked up his foot. So he, yeah, that's a big zero for him. Carson is one of the ones I mentioned earlier who is listed as questionable uh, because of that foot injury that they've been trying to figure out when he'll actually be back from, and they're not really – 100% certain. They seem to think that he'll be back in nine, but I think it's going to be a game-time decision. So, something something to keep an eye on. His other one, and this one I find very sad, was tight end George Kittle, who I have always thought is pretty cool. He wound up with just under six points, and it turned out he busted a bone in his foot. So, he is out skis for like, I don't remember. Basically forever. I think they just said like eight games, so forever. Uh, They said it's the cuboid bone? That sounds a little made up. I think maybe he's got a drug problem they're not telling us about. It's too bad because he is, I mean, he's a really highly ranked tight end. He's been a little all over the road, but generally he's capable of some really impressive points. Um, So hopefully he will magically be fixed and come back, but it's not looking good. So in general, the matchups were a little rough, a little rough, but we did have some really impressive games and some upsets I did not see coming. So I'm hoping my predictions will be better this week. And before we get to those predictions, we will real quick
1: have another word from our sponsors. Do you sometimes feel like you're not doing enough for your pet? Do you feel like maybe their food is sometimes a little too coarse for them to chew up, especially that kibble in the morning? Well, we have a product for you. From the makers of the Magic Bullet comes the next new wave of the future. The Pet Bullet. The Pet Bullet will turn your pet's food into the easily chewed, easily digested meal that a predator craves. With seven different blade attachments, you can choose how finely chopped Rover's next meal will be. Whether your pet is older and just needs that extra fine flavor, or if you are saving your dog's jaw strength in case some Democrats come around, the Pet Bullet is the option for you. So buy your pet bullet today! Available in your Sears and Roebuck catalog.
0: Well, I'll definitely be rushing out to get the pet bullet. I do want to save my dog's jaw strength, just in case. And now we come to the predictions for week 9 uh, for the matchups. And really, I mean, a lot of the interesting ones discussed earlier about who people are going to play and what that might mean. So I'm just going to stick to the short and sweet version of who I think is going to win. So, first matchup, Lumpies against Off and Church. Off and Church is favored slightly, and I think it's going to be tight, but I do think Lumpies will pull ahead. And then we got Team Boosh against Candyman Dan. Uh, it also is projected really tight with Boosh favored... I think Candyman is probably going to pull out ahead again. Uh, He's been putting up some pretty good scores, so I'm guessing that. Then Z-Dubs against Dream Teammates. Uh, I think that one's going to be really tight, and they are projected quite tight too, but uh, they both have players who sometimes put up really good numbers but fluctuate a ton, so I think it could go completely haywire but I'm going with Dream Teammates on that one. Then the Don Father against Crimson Steamer, which will be interesting. Crimson Steamer has had really high-scoring games, so unless he has an off week, I'm guessing he is going to continue winning. Uh, he has lost sometimes, so I mean it's not, you know, not impossible, but I'm guessing he's gonna win. And then Kirk Tanner Prize against Quality Andy. And Projected reasonably close, but I'm going to go with quality Andy on that one. Sadly, I'm pretty sure he's going to win. And with that, I think we'll wrap up this week's Blue Collar League podcast. A gentle reminder that you guys can be sending in voice messages. You can be included in the podcast. You can also make some advertiser segments or suggest sponsors, whatever you're feeling. Just remember, your participation would be greatly appreciated. I don't know if you could hear the implied or else, but it's in there.